0: Love Talk Radio. All right, well, let's stand together, let's take us a songbook out, and let's turn over to number 361, 361, Heavenly Sunlight, let's sing it good and strong this morning, amen? Amen. amen.
1: Walking in love. the deep Jesus has said, I'll never forsake thee, promise divine that never can fail. Heavenly sunlight, heavenly sunlight, flooding my soul with glory divine. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine. Shadows around me, shadows above me, never conceal my Savior and Guide. He is the Light. Hallelujah, I am rejoicing, singing his praises, Jesus is mine. Boy, isn't that good? Jesus is mine,
0: amen, we can say that with confidence, hallelujah. I'm saved, amen, I'm, hey, I'm in him and he's in me, hallelujah, what a, what a thing, amen, to know you're redeemed, to know you've been washed, amen, that the, that the listen, that the penalty of sin is all gone. Amen? And you know what? When we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the guilt of sin can be gone too when we confess it and forsake it. Listen, I, I was watching a video this morning about, <laughs> about the two goats. There's, there's the one goat that's, that's slain immediately, and then there's the scapegoat. The scapegoat is turned, was turned loose and was run out of the camp. And later on, they would literally push it off a cliff. And that scapegoat that scapegoat was to was to uh where the where the the initial goat that was that was slain was for the penalty of sin, the scapegoat was for the guilt of sin, and so it was it was run off if it ever came back to the camp they'd run it back off they'd got rid of it, they pushed it off a cliff, they said, "We don't want it around here no more amen and something neat they they would take the red they would take a red cord and wrap it around the neck of the one. That was to be slain immediately for the penalty of sin but the scapegoat they would wrap red cord around its horns so the people would know that that was scapegoat but what happened is as it lay out in the Sun as after it had died it would the Sun would bleach that red cord and like the Bible said though your sins be scarlet they shall be as white as wool amen and all, of, all that's a picture to show us that God has forgiven of our sins, and not only forgiven the penalty, but he wants the, he wants the guilt gone, too, so we're able to serve him in fullness. Amen? I thank God for that. Amen? And I, I thank God for a good God who loves us and wants a relationship to be right with us and him. Amen? And I hope your relationship with God is right this morning. If not, I hope this morning you'll get it right. Amen. And it's good to be in God's house. We've got more coming in the door. Amen. Praise the Lord.
1: We're going to have a
0: good, good house full this morning, and we just rejoice for that. I just want to thank God. I'm not going to talk long, but I do want to share just a few thoughts. Uh, we had a very good trip. We uh, we enjoyed our time, uh, but it was good to come back home. Amen. We we enjoyed a good time at the revival meeting, and God had his hand on me the whole time, and, he, and uh, thankfully he, he used me, and I'm very thankful for that. And uh, not only not only did he, did he use me to be a blessing, but I got a blessing as well. Uh, God spoke to me through the preaching, and I'm very thankful for that. And uh, and it was a good meeting, quite a quite a large crowd. And uh, and then our time on vacation, we enjoyed that too. Thank you, Lucas, for filling in for me while while we were away, and and I appreciate you, church. And uh, let's meet with God this morning. We got any prayer requests? Any prayer requests? Yes, Brianna. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and y'all are going to the hospital when we leave here today. So y'all please lift up Aubrey's mom in prayer. Anybody else this morning? Yes. We're having a really big visit on Tuesday at work. We've been preparing for it the last two weeks, and okay. I'm going to be in the middle of the visit. Really, we just made it nice All right, you're going to be under the, under the spotlight yeah. huh? Yeah. All right, we all pray for Donnie. Somebody else say something else. Sure. Yes, Miss Charlotte. Okay. Anybody else? Prayer requests. Amen. Dan. Well, well, I, I praise God. You're feeling better. Praise the Lord. You're feeling better. We'll be praying, brother. Praying for you on that regard. Anybody else? Yes, Brianna? Okay. All right. Anybody else? I
1: have a friend, one of
0: Okay. He's on the one tomorrow the He's back. Friend, and find that if might have been on him. Okay. He's just nearly
1: paralyzed now. You got
0: to use walkers to get around. Right. I know that name. No, he's in okay. the place. To, yeah. Paris uh, City. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he's a, He's Okay. All right. Yeah, Dan.
2: Yes. yes. Uh, Okay,
0: all right. Yeah, that ain't never no fun. Yes, Lucas? Pray for my mom. She's, uh, a couple of weeks ago, she went to the hospital for one day and later, her time was lost. But
2: she's
0: still feel not feeling good. Um, having pain, I guess, in her kidneys. Or, uh, mm-hmm. My aunt, thankfully, thank faith the Lord that uh, my aunt is in with her, staying with her. Yeah. Uh, He's going to stay with us a mom's time. Amen. Pray for him Amen. Amen. All right. Anybody else? Anything else? Miss Joanne, you need prayer this morning? Uh, yeah. I think my would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have one with that. Yeah, you will. Well, we'll lift you up in prayer, too. And remember okay. Scott in prayer. Lift Scott up in prayer. And God will help him. Anybody else we can think of? All right. Well, God knows the rest of them. Lord, you just have to remember the rest. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask God to meet with us today. And Robert, lead us in prayer. Amen. You can be seated. 152, and we're going to sing
1: Christ the Rose.
0: 281, 281, now we got the pipes cleaned out, amen, 281,
1: Jesus' name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To proclaim it Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb Redeemed through His infinite mercy And mm-hmm.
0: made me happy. Verse 2 said he's made me so happy. I got so much excitement in me. I can't hardly tell people. Amen. His presence, it's always with me. Amen. I, I think about Jesus all the day long, and I got a song that I sing. Amen. And he's the theme of it. Amen. And I know someday I'm going to see him. Amen. That's what, God, that's what the Bible's telling us we all be proclaiming. Amen. So I thank God for that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Y'all pray for me this morning. I felt like singing this in the day. Gotta turn it this way, Rexy.
1: They all stood in the span between a holy God and man, this one high priest, a mediator, once a year on a special day.
0: and blood of lambs anymore, no, no no need for that, the Lamb of God has come, amen, and praise God, he did the work, amen, that no other priest could do, our high priest made a way for us to come straight to God, hallelujah. Take your Bible this morning and turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, pray for me this morning, I, I, did, I just kind of wore out, to be honest with you. I know I've been on vacation. I'm supposed to be wore out when you go on vacation, are you? But but I am, baby. Sometimes you need a vacation to get over your vacation. And uh, I said telling everybody yesterday, Friday, we got up about 10 o'clock that morning, and I, I took off driving from down there, and I got home a little after midnight. Uh, so, yeah, I was tired. drove 13 hours and then yesterday. So, praise God, this is going to be just basically the Bible, no notes, and we're just going to see what God does with it this morning. But I, it's a familiar theme and one we shouldn't have any problem with. So take your Bible there in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Last week, or last week, or week two weeks ago, we talked about the gospel. We preached the, the verses 1 through 10, and we looked at, Paul talked about the gospel. Amen. His gospel. Amen. Our gospel for this age of grace. Amen. That Jesus died according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he rose again according to the scripture. And it wasn't just that Jesus died, we talked about it, was how Jesus died according to Scripture. That word how is so important because like we said, if they had taken him into a room somewhere put a bag over his head and strangled the life out of him, we wouldn't have salvation. He had to die by his hands and feet being pierced and his blood running down, down his feet. Amen. He had to be nailed to a cross. If he had been taken somewhere and clubbed to death, it wouldn't have, been our, wouldn't have bought our salvation. It had to have been according to... To the Word of God, the Word of God is so powerfully important. And uh, this morning, let, let's go ahead. We're going to read. We'll read the passage that we're going to look at this morning. But then we're going to we're going to go from there, and I'm going to take us in a little bit of a different direction. Look there in verses twelve through twenty, and we'll read those, and we'll pray, and we'll get into the message. The Bible says there beginning, beginning in verse twelve. Now, if Christ be preached that He rose from the dead, how say some among you? that there is no resurrection of the dead. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. And your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is Christ not Christ raised, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life we have hope in Christ, only I'm sorry, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, I love you. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Jesus, that you have risen. I thank you that you are my risen Lord and Savior. I thank you this morning that you've called me to preach. Lord, you've got me here at this appointed hour behind this pulpit of wood, and I pray this morning for the power of the Holy Spirit to come and set upon me. Lord, fill me, control me, speak through me. These lips are yours. I yield them to you. Please take them and do as you will. Glorify Jesus. Magnify my Savior. Holy Spirit, please, give me unction and power. And I plead, I plead not just for myself, but for every listening ear under this message. Lord, let us stress the importance this morning of the resurrection of my Lord and Savior. And Father, I thank you ahead of time because, Lord, I know you'll move. Lord, I know this, is, this pleases you. Lord, I know it excites heaven when to preach on this subject. So, Lord, I pray this morning that you'll give us all the power that we need, and Lord, speak to hearts today, both in the room and watching, listening in. Lord God, please, do a work in us that we could not possibly do on our own. We ask it now in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. We are glory. I don't know how long I'm going to preach. don't know how short I'm going to preach. We're just going to see what happens. Amen. But I want to talk to you this morning. This is a good time as any to bring this subject up. But I want to talk about the fundamentals of the faith. Amen. This seemed like a good spot to me, again, to park on this as any. But so let's talk this morning. And, I, and before I start, let me explain to you what a fundamental is if you have no idea. Let me just say, first of all, I am a fundamentalist. I am a fundamentalist Christian. Amen. And that some people don't know what that means, you might say, well, I've heard that word tied in with Muslims and stuff. Fundamentalist Muslims. Can I tell you, you can have a fundamentalist anything? Yeah. The word fundamentalist is not a scary word. It's a it's a word that describes that you believe in the basics of something, and without those basics, it wouldn't exist. I can tell you that I, I believe in the fundamentals of basketball, even though I don't play basketball. I believe you got to dribble. That's a fundamental. Did you know if you don't dribble, it's walking? Okay? You know, not, you do that. You're not playing basketball. Did okay? you know you don't shoot what you think? You kick the ball to go, that's not, that's not legal. That's not a fundamental basketball. Dribbling is. You know, shooting the ball is fundamental. Well, that's it. If you don't shoot the ball, you take four points. So shooting the ball is fundamental basketball. Okay? Let's talk about automobiles. automobile. So I go out and get in my pickup truck. I, I, I crank it up. So the key is the fundamental. start with that key. All right? You've got to have a key to start an automobile. Like you know a hot bar. That's the stuff. Okay? But I get in there and I turn on the air conditioning. Is the air conditioner fundamental to the automobile? Can I drive that automobile down the road with that air conditioner? Yes. So the air conditioner is not a fundamental. It's a luxury.
1: Okay? I turn on my
0: radio, this is my radio. Is the radio fundamental to the automobile?
1: No. It's a battery
0: fundamental to the automobile. It ain't going to crank without the battery. It's fundamental. Amen? Hey, is the carburetor fundamental to an automobile? It won't get no gas to go down the road with that. Please so you think. Anything that makes something what it is is a fundamental piece, right? So you cannot, you cannot build it without the fundamental building blocks of what that is. So this morning we're going to take a look at the fundamentals of our faith, the fundamentals of what we believe. Again, this is as good a place to do it as any that I've found. So we're going to look, and, 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 and I'm going to look at five this morning. You could probably argue that there's more than five, but we're going to look at five this morning. Five fundamentals of Christianity. Amen, and I'm going to begin right off the bat. I'm just going to jump right in this. We've got about 15, 20 minutes. I'd like we can do it, all right? The five fundamentals, number one, without this, you don't have Christianity. That's the deity. That's the God, Godship of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you say? I'm saying Jesus Christ is not just the Son of God. He is God. Amen? You have God the Father, you have God the Son, and you have God the Holy Ghost. They are all three gods. You say, the Holy Ghost is God. He's as much God as the Father is God. The Son is as much God as the Father is God. The Son is as much God as the Holy Ghost is God. You say, how do you separate them? You can't. But they're all three distinct. The Father is not the Son. The Father is not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not the Father. He's not the Son. They're all separate, but they're all three one. You say, I, don't, I can't wrap my head around that. Well, you're not the first, but that's okay. Some things we trust and believe by faith. We don't have to be able to understand it completely with our human mind. Amen? I, again, I, I don't understand how a, 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 a brown cow can eat green grass and get white milk, but it happens, so I don't question some things. Amen? So the deity of our Lord Jesus. Well, how do we know about that? We go to the Word of God, and we read what the Word of God says. In John 1, 1, the most definitive verse, I think, in the beginning was the Word. He was in the beginning, the Word. That's Jesus, okay? And you're going to see that. But in the beginning was the Word. Jesus wasn't a created being. God did not create Jesus. God the Father didn't say, hmm, I think I'd like to have a son. Let me make him. No. In the beginning, he was there with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. The Bible says all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Who? Jesus, the Word of God. He's always existed. Amen. Even in eternity past, before there was a world, before there was anything, Jesus has always existed. He was there in the Old Testament. Amen. He was there at the door of life. There were three angels that appeared. One of them was Jesus. He was there in the fiery furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The fourth man in the fire was Jesus. Amen. John 8, 58. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. You remember in the the garden when the soldiers came to arrest him, and he he asked, Whom, whom seekest thou?" And they said, "Jesus of Nazareth." And he said, "I am." He. And when he said, "I am," they fell backwards, knocked them down. Why? Because I believe when he said, "I am," he his glory was revealed just for a second. They couldn't stand it. Boom! Knocked them over. Amen. That's real power. That ain't Benny Hinn swinging his thousand-dollar coat power. This is real power. Knocked them flat. Amen. Jesus said, "I am." He is God. He is. The Lord, in John 10, verse 30, one of my favorite passages of Scripture on eternal security, Jesus said in verse 30, He said, I and my Father are one. We're one. Hey, you can't can't say, well, there are odds on this. No, there is perfect harmony. Amen. When Jesus walked this earth, He walked it in perfect harmony with His Father. He spent hours of time in prayer, in communication, in fellowship with His Father. He didn't do anything his father didn't tell him to do, yet he fulfilled everything that his father sent him to do. They are one perfect father. Jesus Christ is God. And if you try to monkey with that, you try to mess with that, you try to make it fit any other way, you don't have Christianity. He is the central theme of everything that we know and have. Amen. The old the whole Bible, this whole Bible, amen, is one gigantic flashing arrow pointing, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Would y'all agree with that? Amen. Amen. I thought I'd clear that up this morning. Amen. Without him, you don't have Christianity. A second one. There's the virgin birth. I love this King James Bible. You know why? It says, therefore, a virgin shall conceive. But you find one of these other versions, one of these little Mickey Mouse kitty versions, that's what I think they are because they're not the Bible. If people got one, they got a toy in their lap. It ain't real. Amen. It's not the Bible. They say a young woman. I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of pregnant young women in my life. Amen. You know how they got that one? There wasn't no miracle. It was low morals and no standards. But I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't no miraculous confession, amen? But in the case of Mary, he was already betrothed to Joseph to be married. Mm-hmm. And he found out that she was already pregnant. But he didn't freak out. God spoke to him. God spoke to her. When God, and, and, and it was fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy Isaiah 7, 14, listen to what it says. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. A virgin shall conceive. A virgin shall conceive. Only God could do that. Only God could cause a virgin to be pregnant. She's never been with a man. She's a virgin. And the Bible says you conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Means God with us. Amen. God with us. How did God get here? A virgin conceived. Something that couldn't take place unless Almighty God
1: made it happen.
0: Miraculous. Amen. Everything about God, everything about Christ is miraculous. Amen. Matthew 1.23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Luke 1.27, the Bible says to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary. You say, how did that possibly happen? Luke 1.35 tells us, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. How did it happen? The Holy Spirit of God moved upon her just as, very much in the same way that he moved upon the face of the waters in the beginning. He began to work and do his miraculous work. And when he came and moved upon Mary, he did miraculous work. The Bible said, in The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which is born in thee shall be called the Son of God. You say, well, why does that matter? It matters. At least you can't have Christianity unless she was a virgin. I suppose you know why, but there may be somebody that don't understand. Well, let me explain to you. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, and everybody got the same first parents. Ain't nobody here got no different parents. I don't care. You look at somebody, and they may be white as a ghost. You may look at somebody in their black and white face, but it don't make no difference. We got the same parents all the way back. And in the beginning, back there when God created Adam and Eve, well, they messed it up. Eve, she, she got off the way from Adam, wasn't listening to, listen to a, a serpent in a tree, trying to tempt her to not believe what God had said, and, and saying, you know, even though God, did God say that? Even if say you came into this truth, this proof of the truth of knowledge and evil of good and evil, and, and the ones that he that there, their eyes will be open, and then they'll, they'll know all about sin. He made look pretty good.
2: Come have a
0: and because of that, Adam began to die. Eve began to die. All of us in this room are dying right now. All of us in here got a primal disease called life. And you let it progress far enough and the wind that the one was to bit of a stone on the top of it. Can't get around it. It's, it's back to life. We're all dying. All because of what they did. The first man, because of the first man, sin entered in. And because of that, we're all condemned. But then again, there was the second Adam that came. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And because of him, sin has been destroyed and put down. And it was only because he was pure and perfect. The only way he could be pure and perfect born into this world is if he came into this world without a sin nature. If he had had an earthly father, he would have inherited that sin nature from his earthly father.
1: But because he, he 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 came from the heavenly father down to the earth,
0: and the Holy Spirit of God caused him to be implanted into the womb of Mary, he had no earthly father. He carried no kind of sin. Therefore, he was perfect in all his ways. He had a perfect body. He was perfect anyway. He was, he was God. But God in a perfect body, a perfect vessel, walked on this earth, and was limited and subjected to every temptation that you and I are subjected to. He had every human limitation on him, but yet he walked this earth in the power of God, and he walked it sinlessly,
1: and he fulfilled
0: everything that God in this Old Testament had prophesied that he would fulfill. He did it exactly down to the last thing, which was saying, I thirst from the cross, which he probably probably wasn't even thirsty, but he had to say it to fulfill the Scripture. He didn't want a mouthful of vinegar. I know he didn't. But he did it for you and me so that the Scripture would be fulfilled. He didn't need it, by the way. He only did it to fulfill the Scripture. That's essential. If we take that, I mean, you you, you might think, well, that's that's just the way it's supposed to be, right? That's just what we preach. Yeah, I could find you a church in this town that don't believe that. Guarantee I could find you somebody, some liberal in this town somewhere that don't believe that Jesus is born of a virgin. There's all kinds of theories, but I'm going to take the word of God. I don't care what the theory says. Then the third thing, I've got to hurry or we'll run out of time this morning. So you had you had the deity that Jesus is God, and then you have the fact that his birth was miraculous birth, born of a virgin. And then you have the third one, which is the blood atonement. What does that mean? Well, I was just looking this morning. They were talking. I was watching about the day of atonement. By the way, guess what the day is? It's Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement in Israel. Okay? Of course, they are the temple, and they're not practicing all those things. But today is that day. It's kind of interesting that it is that day. But what would the priest do on the day of atonement? He would take... The blood of the lamb, he'd get out of his priestly garment, he put on a white garment, he washed in pure water, and he'd wear linen breeches. And, and he had a, a garment had bells at the bottom of it. You heard me talk about this? A pom a upon granite some bells at the bottom. He had a rope around his waist, he went up with labored blood into the Holy of Holies, He walked up to the to the to the uh Ark of the
1: Covenant, the mercy seat, the angel's wings are laying over
0: the mercy seat on the top of the Ark of the Covenant, and he take that blood, he spread it seven times on that mercy seat. Making an atonement for the sins of Israel for that year. Only one
1: day a year he'd go in to do that. And the reason for the rope and the veil is because if he'd go in and he wasn't right with God, he dropped dead right there. And nobody could go in after, so they had to pull him out of the rope. Now, he did that
0: every year for a cover of us But it wouldn't take sin in a Now, he did that with the blood of a lamb, a perfect spotless lamb. Jesus, when he died on the cross of Calvary, he was dying as the Lamb of God, as John the Baptist said. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He proclaimed it there by the Jordan River, that he was the sacrifice for sin. So when they nailed him to that cross, amen, and the blood was Pouring down his body. He was there dying the lamb, the sacrifice. His blood was being shed just as that lamb on the day of atonement would have been shed with the knife of the priest and poured out. Jesus was shedding his blood as both our priest and the lamb itself at the same time. He was making an atonement once forever for all sin. And we, by believing on that sacrifice, believing that he died was sacrificed for sin. But not yet, not, that's not all of it. We'll see that that's not all of it. We know that's not all of it. But he did. He was sacrificed for our sins. The Bible says in Acts twenty twenty eight. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Never forget how valuable you are. Never. I don't care what the devil tells you. I don't care what nobody else tells you. They can tell you you're worthless. You don't to anything. But I'm here to tell you something good, favorite. If you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you will work with everything in the world of God because it costs the blood of his own son to pay for you. So you're very precious to God. And don't you ever forget that. 25, for God has set forth, has set him forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. We're not tr- listen, we're not trusting religion. We're trusting the blood. Amen? The blood. The blood is what washed your sins away. Amen? It's not your prayer you prayed. That didn't do nothing. Amen? It's not the water in the baptism that washed sins away. It's the blood of Jesus when you put your faith in it. Amen? When you trusted that the blood had the power to wash your sins away, to remove them so you can stand righteous and holy and pure in the presence of God Almighty. God did that for you to declare His righteousness, not yours. To declare that He's able to make you righteous for the remission of sins that are past. They're gone through the forbearance of God. Romans five nine. Much more than being now justified—that means made right, uh, legal standing. We're made right. There's no more. There's no more. Uh, 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 there's no more marks against us. There's no, nothing on our account against us. We've been made justified. They, the record has been set straight. How? Justified by his blood. Nothing we can do could ever make the payment. There's nothing. You, you could be sorry from here on out, cry, weep, forevermore, do all the work you can, try to help all the people you can do, but it won't do it. None of that matters. The blood is what God requires. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins or no forgiveness of sins. It's only by trusting that Jesus' blood has been shed. Wrong, uh, Ephesians 1.7, in whom we have redemption through his blood. That means things have been made right between us and God. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Grace, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. Hebrews 9.12-14, through 14, the Bible says, Neither by the blood of goats or calves, you see, all the lambs that were slain, all, all the animals that were slain didn't do a thing, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. Again, he went in carrying his own blood. You remember in the garden, the, the women came there and he said, don't t- touch me not, for I'm not going to to my father. He had to take the blood and apply it to the mercy seat. The Bible says, for the bull of blood and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify to the puring of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. That blood is essential. Without the blood, you have nothing. Without the blood, all you have is men trying trying to clean themselves up, make themselves look good. We can't do a thing to miss hell without the blood of Jesus. Without the blood of Jesus, every soul is going to fall right into the pit of hell. It has to be the blood. Now, like I said, there are two that we could cover for the sake of that we could cover but for the sake of time we won't. And one of those is the second coming of Christ. He's coming again. Without that, you don't have everything. Okay? that and we talked about the second coming quite a bit. And the other is the church and her mission. Amen. He sent the church into all the world. We don't go and do what God told us to do. We don't have Christianity either. But we don't have time to talk about all that. So we're going to get to the fifth one. And that's the bodily resurrection. Luke 24, 36 through 46. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of him, them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. This is after his death and his burial. And they're gathered again in the upper room. And they're there hiding out. They're afraid because they're afraid the Jews are going to come and nail them to a cross. They did that to Jesus. They're going to do it. they to do it to us. So they're hiding out. And Jesus, they're sitting there. And there wasn't a knock at the door. Well, no. I wonder who that is. No, it's just all of a sudden. poof, Jesus is standing right in the middle of the room. Where did he come from? Ah, they scared him. It's scared to live in daylight. You know how I know? It says right there in verse thirty-seven. But they were terrified and affrighted i just terrified, but terrified and afraid. I don't know what the difference is, but they were both. Amen. <laughs> hey, That's why like guy who used to met me behind the bleachers when I was a little kid. He said, "You want to die quick and fast?" I don't know what quick and fast, that was the difference was, but that, he he won't put both of them on me. But anyway, listen. So he was terrified and afraid. So I don't think he could calm them down real easy. I think they didn't know whether they was coming or going. They didn't know whether, whether to jump or to duck. I don't think they knew what to do. I think they would just just standing there shaking like a leaf on a tree, supposing they had seen a spirit. They all thought it was a ghost. Ah! I figured some of that went on, don't you reckon? was a bunch of, bunch of grown men like a bunch of little girls going, Ah! 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 What are we going to do? a ah! ghost! And Jesus said, Why are y'all troubled? <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Why do do thoughts arise in your hearts? That Jesus so mild-mannered about it all. What's the big deal, guys? Come on now. Don't be upset. He says, behold my hands and my feet. Look here, it's me. It's I myself. Handle me. Look how Jesus is. He's not standoffish at all. He He saying, listen, don't come here and touch me. It's really me. I want you to come here and feel of me. Feel of these places where they drove the nail. Feel my feet. Feel of me. Check me out and make sure that you know this is me. He said, listen. He said, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. Now, notice something's missing there. You hear that? A spirit hath not flesh and bones which you see me have. What was missing? Blood. Blood. You know why? He shed it on Calvary. Amen. He said, so, how is he alive? He's God. That's how. Amen. Hey, he said. Look here, see my see my flesh and bones. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And listen, the Bible said, while they while they yet believe not for joy, they they still was not real sure yet. <laughs> and they wondered. They were apprehensive as they could be. I I could see them all just kind of looking up there. In the hands, you know. Ah! I touched that spot where he nailed up. Woo! That's kind of how it was, sister. <laughs> I think it's a little bit scared. Amen. He said unto him, he said, well, hey, y'all got any meat? That's an interesting question. I'm right in the middle of all that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all got anything to eat? <laughs> and they said, hey, if somebody brought him, i said say they'd shake it with a plate in he hand, got some raw fish on it. And a piece of honeycomb, what an odd combination in my opinion. But, hey, I'm not, I didn't fix the plate. But anyway, fish and honeycomb. Here? And they got it out there to him. And, he, and they gave him a piece of raw fish and of a honeycomb. And he took it and he ate it before. And he said unto them, These are the words that I spake unto you while I yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Law of Moses and in the Prophets and in the Psalms concerning them. Again, everything had to be done just like it was said. And I know you didn't understand that before, but now I hope you see that. The Bible said, "Then opened he to their understanding. He turned the light on in their thinking. And they went, oh, of course. Makes this now when Jesus, hey, listen, and by the way, can I tell you something? You can't turn the light on for yourself. But you can come to God and say God, there's some things I don't understand about Christianity yet. There's some things I don't understand about the Word of God. Lord, I sure wish You'd show me. You know, if you if you go to God daily and pray those kind of things, you know, God will give you your understanding. God, will, God, will, God. The Bible says He can take a simple man, making him a wise man. So that's how it that, that happens. God does that. You don't do it. God does it. But but praise God, He opened their understanding, and all of a sudden they got it that they might understand the Scriptures. And He said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus. It behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Yes, it's written. And again, Paul declared it. He said "He said that I've delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. I got it from Jesus, and I've given it to you. How that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He did it exactly as it was prophesied. And that he was buried and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Again, everything has to be done according to the Scriptures because... The inerrancy of the Scriptures is a part of this. If that book right here, let me tell you something. If this book right here is not the Word of God, then we ain't got no faith. But this book's right. This book is the Word of God. And it is inerrant. That means there are no errors in it. Amen? Now, if I was holding up the NIV this morning, I couldn't say that. Because there's plenty of errors. If I had a hold of, of the Revised Standard Version, I couldn't say that because there's plenty of errors. If I had the New American Standard Version, I couldn't say that because there's plenty of errors. If I had the New King James Version, I couldn't say that because there's plenty of errors. Amen. I mean, you can name any of them. Good, good News for Modern Man, a Living Bible, you know, a New Century Version, call up. Uh, Christian, what is it? Uh, the, the Holman Standard Bible, the, the CSB, or whatever they just put out, the ESV. You, I mean, you name them all. This is the only one. This is God's word for the English-speaking people, and it has to be according to the Scriptures. You monkey around with it, you mess Christianity up. Now to our text, and we're closing. Verse twelve. Paul says, "Now if Christ be priest, that he rose from the dead. How say some of you that there's no resurrection from the dead? There are people in the church of Corinth who are saying, he didn't rise from the dead. How are the the people in a Christian church saying such things? I think Mm -hmm. I know. That church was full of Jews and Gentiles who had been saved. And amongst the Jews, you had two religious classes. You had the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees very much believed in the resurrection. They believed in angels. They believed in, in, in a lot of things. And Paul, Paul had been a Pharisee, and Paul could reason with them often because he had been one and like-minded with them. But there were people in that church where there were members of the, the upper echelon of believers, the snooty elite class. And those people were, were very worldly-minded, and they did not believe in the resurrection, when you died, you died, and that was it. That's a sad thing, to believe that. They didn't get that out of the Word of God. They got that out of their own dumb teaching. But yet there were people in that church, it blows my mind, that there were literally people in that church who claimed to be believers, Brother Lucas, but yet they say Jesus didn't raise the dead. So Paul, he says, okay, well, let's just look at it from their point of view for a second. If there is no resurrection for the dead, if ain't nobody, if, if if ain't nobody coming out of them graves, then Christ didn't risen. And He said, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain. It's what are we doing preaching then? If Jesus didn't come up out of that grave, we're wasting our breath. And you know what? And you coming to church is stupid because your faith is empty and stupid and worthless if Jesus didn't come out of that grave. I mean, if he didn't come up out of that grave, why are you here? And he says in verse 15, and we are found false witnesses of God. That would make us liars because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. So if you're right, everything we've been talking about, everything we've been doing is a waste of time. And he said, for if the dead rise not, then it's not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, if Jesus is still dead, then your faith is dead. Your faith is vain. It's empty. It's worthless. Your faith is in you, not in Jesus that's what he's saying. You're you're trusting in you, not him. And he said, and you are yet in your sins. You're dead and on your way to hell if Jesus isn't raised. Then they which are also are falling asleep in Christ or perished, They're all they're all gone too. They ain't coming out either. If Christ be not raised. And I like what he said here in verse nineteen and twenty. If in this life only, hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. If we're just going through the motions, pretending like we got faith, pretending like this is real, if we're just doing this and there's really nothing at the end, if Jesus wasn't raised, then we're going through the motions for something silly that won't ever even turn out. That's ridiculous. Now is Christ raised from the dead. That's the truth. Amen. And become the first fruits of them that slept. And all that means is this. He came out. Guess what? If we die, we're coming out too. Amen. Hey, he's become the first fruits. The Bible says that, that in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye. the dead in Christ shall rise first. You know what? We that are alive remain shall not prevent, which means go before them which have died. But we'll, we'll be changed in a moment and twinkling and be caught up together with them in the in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. The so shall we ever be with the Lord. So, so it's the first fruits. Listen again, we're not going, when the, when the trumpet sounds, we're not going up immediately. The, the dead in Christ are coming up first. Why is that? Well, they've been in there a long time. It's time for them to come up. And it's going to happen so quick you won't know the difference. You won't know who goes first. Amen, because it's going to happen so quick. Amen, and it ain't going to be long. It ain't going to be long. I heard a preacher say one time, you know, I don't know why people wear these crosses around their neck. He said, if I was going to wear anything, I'd wear an empty tomb around mine. Amen? Because without the empty tomb, the cross is is null and void. What really makes a difference is that he came out. And I know it ain't Easter Sunday morning, but that don't make no difference. Every Sunday morning is resurrection Sunday morning to me. Amen. Every day I wake up, I'm reminded that he did all this for me. And it's all real. And it all has happened exactly the way he said it was going to happen. It's all been done the way he said it was had to be done. Amen. And my salvation is bought and it's paid for and it was free. And I received it by grace and I'll never lose it. And glory, hallelujah, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. And someday when the trumpet sounds, I'm going home. Amen. I hope you're saved. I hope you know for sure. I hope there's no doubt in your mind. I didn't preach this this morning because I thought anybody was lost this morning. But if it's somebody under the sound of my voice, it is lost. And you've never trusted that Jesus has done everything for you and paid the way for you. I urge you to come this morning and get saved. Listen, if you're here this morning, you need to be baptized. I urge you to come and do that. If you're not joining the church and you want to make our church a church home, I urge you to do that. Whatever a person needs to do. There's people listening to me this morning on this internet, and they need to make decisions for God. There may be somebody lost listening to me. And listen, friend, all you got to do is trust him and believe on him and ask him to save you. No magic words, no magic formula. It's believing. Amen. Zacchaeus has climbed up in a tree, and he believed up there, and I don't recall anywhere reading where he prayed. Amen. He just believed. That's what it takes is believing and trusting in what God is doing. Let's stand together. Sister, if you come to the piano, we're going to sing number 151. 151. Father in heaven, Lord, we just love you so much this morning that you sent Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you that he did all that was necessary, all that was necessary for us. Lord God, I just pray, Father, that you have mercy. And, Lord, that you speak during this invitation. Speak to hearts, Lord. We just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister, I told you the wrong number. Turn to 337. 337. 337. 337. Trust in obey. Lord, speak to your heart this morning by some coming to visit for him. And let's say let's, let's three birds. Okay. when we walk in the in
1: the light of birth, the floor Run that good day for their-
0: else's troubles and to be a witness to somebody else's darkness god can use you in in many ways if you make yourself available so let's stay close to him and let's stay ready to be a a blessing to others now we got food back here and we're going to eat we're going to fellowship and whatnot me and bonnie were talking yesterday this is last sunday of the month and i know y'all had fellowship meal last sunday but we we were talking about it and if y'all want to do just like a regular Sunday uh, fellowship Sunday, we can do that today. If that's if everybody wants to do that, or we can we can have service tonight. It's up to you. I don't mind either way. But uh, y'all want to? Let's uh, put it this way: How many of y'all want to treat it like a regular fellowship uh, re- regular fellowship Sunday? Hold your hand up, okay? Right. Well, that's the eyes have it. All right, we'll do it that way. So we won't have service tonight. We'll be back here Wednesday night. So. Amen. All right. Well, let's, go, let's have a blessing on the food. Let's ask God to bless the food, and uh, let's go back here and have some barbecue, all right, and some wedding cake. Amen. Got wedding cake, so so enjoy wedding cake and cupcakes and, and uh, barbecue. Brother Lucas, dismiss us in prayer and ask some blessings, please. Our Father in heaven, thank you for today for being able to meet in your house. Thank you for everyone that's out. Yes. Uh, Lord, I pray that the masses everyone that me. Uh, Lord, we have a lot of things to ask for our attention for me to give our attention to your work especially
2: mm-hmm. the fundamentals yes we build our whole life on mm-hmm. starting with salvation the lord pray uh, ask you bless, bless us everyone and we
1: thank you thanks for the food we bless
0: it goodbye amen god bless y'all let's go get in line get a plate and get started amen and Aubrey and Brianna, thank y'all so much. Hey, before we move, I, I wanna thank them personally. This is their this is their uh, wedding reception food that they donated to the church for us to enjoy today, so thank y'all so much for the food. They've gotta go, his mother's in the hospital, so they're not gonna be staying for lunch. Well, I'm glad we both be back.
2: I'm I'm the one. the no, you good. Okay. thank you. Okay. Thank you.